0: All right, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Brotato podcast. We'll stops by today's show to talk about WrestleMania 39, the WWE merger with Endeavor, and the horrible Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. You're going to hear our thoughts on our favorite matches from 39, what the pay-per-view structure might look like for WWE with this new merger, and is Vince McMahon really in charge? Find out the answers to all those questions and more after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast presents to you the week that was in the WWE. And we are back with the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ and joining me once again for his uh second week in a row, Will is back on the show. How's it going?
1: All right, everybody. How you doing? Oh, sh- this one uh make a real Brief announcement. We got Mr. Russell Castro here. The 18th hole here at Augusta National. He gets ready to take his last swing for greatness, <laughs> and he does it.
0: <laughs> the way you were laying that down that at first, week, everybody. That is, that's <laughs> right. It is at first, man. When you uh, you got on there, I thought like, fuck, is he doing like his uh, his R&B DJ voice? Like coming up next on 95.7, the vibe. Little Teddy Pendergrass coming at you right now.
1: Thank you, everybody. You know, I just had to, I had to, you know, mention that it is Masters Week. That is a big deal to me. So, watched a few of the opening featured matches today and they looked pretty good. So,
0: Oh it's, to shoot that out there. oh, it's not Easter Sunday weekend without that. Like that is a tradition mm-hmm. at my house is that first weekend in April is I don't really watch Thursday so much. But uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, like I am fucking locked in.
1: I'll watch it. It's also the uh, anniversary is because and the main reason why I started watching it is because for about five years some shit like that i freaking forgot my xbox would break my xbox 360 would break every damn easter so every time the masters came on my xbox broke (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) but let's get to the bigger and better things because your boy has a lot to say got some shit to say yeah about the shit that's been going on with vincent I don't know what the fuck his middle name is. McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> it was Vincent K. I, yep. I should have said that.
0: <laughs> or if you've seen his interview on CNBC the other day, it's El Senor El Paquin.
1: Oh, God.
0: Which, uh, yeah, I don't know what his deal is. He's got this real pencil-thin mustache, and he's dyed his hair black now. So he seriously looked like after that, interview that they did on CNBC that he was going to kidnap somebody and tie them to railroad tracks for ransom money. Oh, like a dick dastardly? Yeah. (laughs) Like an old silent movie villain. (laughs) I seen it, I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? Like, I thought...
1: that fucking piano riff music. (laughs) Yeah, then like Like, a card would
0: come by and it would say (laughs) like, you know, like Twiddle's Fingers and... And it's like he'll say something like my plan is complete, and then like some cowboy <laughs> will come in and save the day, and like shoot Vince in the hip or in the butt cheeks, and he would scamper off, he'd save the girl, and ride off into the sunset. That's how he looks, man. Ugh. That's how he looks. Um, yeah, this week's episode, uh, we are going to be recapping the crazy week of uh, WWE. They uh, started off. We are recording on a Thursday evening. And they started off the weekend uh, last Saturday with uh, night one of WrestleMania, culminated in night two, and then uh, if you uh, are into financial reports at all, or we've actually discussed this on our show from time to time. Uh, WWE did sell on Monday morning, and then uh, that was capped off with a very—we'll get into it—but a very interesting episode of Monday Night Raw, which uh, for you, those of you that watch wrestling. The Raw after WrestleMania is arguably the biggest raw of the entire year. It basically is the reset button for the entire year of WWE. But we'll get into that uh in a moment. We're just gonna kinda go uh we're gonna start off with WrestleMania, talk a little bit about that. Um what were your initial thoughts of the card as a whole? Just kinda want, just a real quick you know, synopsis, like what did you think of it?
1: So like going into it. Like going into WrestleMania, I was I was happy. I I wouldn't say I was ex- like super excited. I was excited, but I wasn't super excited. But as the show went on, night one, it's fucking amazing. It was great matches, good tempo. I wasn't bored. Like, okay, cool. Night two happened. I still thought night two was pretty good. Until here's the thing about it. I actually think night two was deep. Was was decent. I, I don't have a problem with it. I'll explain myself fucking later when we get to that point.
0: Yeah, but Overall, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, I I really thought so too. Uh, I thought, um, I'm not going to use the Dave Meltzer star rating, but I think there were four matches on that card for sure that would get uh, grades of an A. Uh, really solid card throughout. There were a couple matches that I wasn't too keen on, but I will go on record as saying that I think that WrestleMania 39 is a top 10 WrestleMania of all time. I'd agree. Yeah, that was a fantastic show. I'm with you, though. Night one was amazing. Night two had some struggles. Still a couple of great matches. Uh, Not enough to really sink it as a whole, but still an overall very satisfying show. Um, But, yeah, we'll get into... uh, whole card uh, the big story coming out of that is the obviously WWE kind of pulled a little bit of a shocker and they decided to have Roman Reigns retain the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship whatever they call it. He's the fucking champ uh over Cody Rhodes. Uh, a lot of people went into that match thinking that Cody was going to win for sure. They were setting it up like that. I also believe that Cody was going to walk out of there with the championship and then uh I was Surprised, but not like angrily surprised. Like, I was just surprised. Like, okay, I'm interested to see if where this is going. What about you? All right.
1: I'm hitting the nail on the head and clear the air. Like, I told everybody it was going to do. My problem with everybody in this right now, because Internet went into a fucking frenzy that night. And that one, two, three happened. I immediately got on Twitter. Everybody was pissed, upset, itching, throwing piss and shit everywhere. I was like, listen, it seems like today everybody wants to have that instant gratification. Oh, I want Cody to get the belt. I want Cody to get the belt right then and there. I'm like, no, don't want it right now. Him taking this loss is only going to make when he gets the belt better, a bigger deal I Mm. feel like he became a bigger star from this now for granted we don't know if Vince played a hand in this and he's trying to get Roman to that you know magic 1000 days which would be cool to see I'm not gonna lie we've never had a champion like that and it it would just be cool to see but my overall thing is is like the match was great Odie, yeah he deserves the championship but I don't think he needs to deserve it right now Excuse me, and I don't know if anybody really watched the press conference after that, Roman was making comments about it. He's like, this isn't fast food. We ain't doing it like Burger King like you want it your way. He said we making something great. I'm 100% on it. There is money to be made with this storyline. Mm-hmm. Drag it, I am gonna say drag it out to like to the point where it gets boring. Like there's still so much shit to do we don't know what's going to happen with a bloodline. We still got to wait for them to implode. We keep hearing stuff about Solo going after Roman, this and that. I'm like I don't want Cody just to you know take the belt and then what happens to the bloodline? They're still running around. They didn't even break up or nothing. Mm -hmm. And earlier that day we had The Rock put that video up on uh, Instagram and he was sitting there saying some along the lines of Roman. I'm gonna see you, give me down the line this, this, and that. Sounds like are they shooting for WrestleMania 40 next year? Like what are they? What are they doing with that? Like mm-hmm. why is he making comments and shit right now. Right. Overall, that match. I'm fine with the outcome. That's the outcome I wanted. Let it go.
0: Yeah, like I was one of the uh, the people that was a little upset by it because they. I, I was really rooting for Cody. They have done. So far, a very, very good job of setting him up to be like the top baby face in the company. But after I sat and thought about it for a little bit, I, I slept on it overnight. And when I, I thought about the next day, if you put it on him now, it's one of those things where like he, uh, Cody hasn't really seen any kind of adversity since he's come in. Like outside mm-hmm. of the injury, of course, but like storyline adversity. He came in, he beat Seth. At WrestleMania, then they he basically won their feud, and he got hurt, and then he comes back. He gets the prime spot in the Royal Rumble. He gets number 30, wins the Rumble, then goes on to Mania. And I think that if you would have put him as the champion uh, after 39, that you would have... I think there would have eventually been some backlash where people would have started turning on him because then you've got that, oh, he's been handed everything on a silver platter. He hasn't struggled to get to the title. And every... Big champion that they've had has had some kind of struggle. Roman had dealt with it for years before he turned heel, where people hated him because he was getting force fed down their throat. And I think that's what would have happened to Cody if they would have put the belt on him, too. Is people would have gotten sick of agree. him and they would have turned on him.
1: Uh, I 100% agree. And I told my buddy Mark, who that's so a shot do that again. I would, I told you. Was oh, that the mark that the, you still. said
0: you mentioned last week that needs to be on the show sometime? Yeah. So he
1: has that me and him been talking a lot about this. It actually is referring to him as Dusty Jr. because he feels like he is never going to fucking win anything right now. And he feels like he is actually following in Dustin, Dusty Rhodes's shoes. I said, you know what? you got Vince running this damn company again i could actually see that shit happen
0: well so see i don't
1: I do? go don't ahead. think so don't
0: think so no i don't think it's going to be one of those things where like dusty or like cody will never be the champion because vince is in charge simply because like cody from what i read cody was prepared to go back to AEW when he was a free agent and he only agreed to take a meeting with Vince McMahon because he just like, oh, you know, I'm a free agent. I might as well hear what else is out there. And then Vince mm-hmm. just kind of blew him away, uh, never really wanted to tinker with his character. He even said that he's paying for the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. He doesn't want Stardust back. He doesn't want Cody Rhodes from when he first started. He's, he's paying for the American Nightmare. That's what he wants. And... I don't think that you set him up like that just to make him like an upper mid-card guy. You're setting this guy up to be like a legit top two or three guy in your company.
1: He's coming out next week, Dusty Jr. Tim <laughs> shirt, denim jacket. He going to be in the mic. What are you doing there? Listen, baby, I am the son of a plumber's plumber, and I have struggled all my life. And you know what? I'm gonna be the champion, and I ain't gonna be the champion because if you you want to be the best, you gotta beat the best.
0: And evidently, I ain't the best, baby. So, uh, <laughs> that's
1: how we gonna leave it right there.
0: <laughs> well, I think that you're right now. You are into the uh, the like. I think that they're gonna mimic like the hard times Dusty Rhodes had when he was like kind of the the king of the South down in uh, NWA. That yeah, Dusty was always chasing the title he never got. It. I mean, eventually he became the champion, but. You know, he was always mm-hmm. the bridesmaid, never the bride. So, I mean, I could see that being kind of this similar scenario. But, yeah, I mean, you have to have him struggle and, like, fight and claw and, like, get his redemption story. I just think him eventually becoming the champion will be much a much bigger deal when he does do it. And like yeah. I said last week, too, like, if Cody doesn't win the title, then who is there to put the title on? Like who? Like whatever, whatever prospect do they have right now that would make sense as the champion that you would believe is the champion? I don't think anybody. This is
1: as good as yours. It
0: yeah, it's not gonna be Seth. No, nah, it's not gonna be, be S- Lashley. Not gonna be Rock.
1: Not gonna be. No, I was going to say put
0: it on L.A. Night, but no. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'd be all like, fuck yes, put it on him. (laughs) Now, I would like to see a Lashley-Roman feud for the title, though. Like, It's a very interesting program that they haven't really gone into yet. Really? Yeah. I would totally be down to see a uh, Lashley-Roman feud.
1: I mean... Just as long as they don't make Lashley look weak and him get washed out by... Solo and shit, which you know they would do. Like, yeah, I would, I would like to see that, but keep Bobby still strong. Keep him, keep him a strong character.
0: Yeah, because I mean, realistically, I I personally think that Roman's gonna be the champ through forty. I think he'll be the champion for like till next WrestleMania. It's the only thing that makes sense. And if it's going to be where he's going to be kind of the attraction that he is now, where he's not going to be on TV every week, there's only so many people that are legitimate contenders for the title. And it's Lashley. If Orton comes back, I mean, I don't think Orton would be, you know, somebody I'd put the title on, but he's a, like a, a name that you could easily put Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton at SummerSlam. And that's a good main event.
1: <laughs>
0: but and then, if you're not going to pull the trigger at SummerSlam, you're not going—surely not going to do it at the Survivor Series. You won't do it at the Royal Rumble, so it'll have to be WrestleMania.
1: See, well, now it's just for talking about Cody. I thought it was going to go online, but I'm like, now nah, well, we're talking about Cody, so I might as well, we might as well just bring it up. Happen to him on Monday? <laughs> I texted you. I was speechless about that. I was
0: like. Uh,
1: what is going on?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I think that for those of you that didn't watch Monday Night Raw, which if you didn't, I totally don't blame you. Wasn't a big fan of that episode. Um, they put a, they set up a tag team match as the main event. It was Roman and solo versus Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, who Brock rarely wrestles on raw, let alone in a tag team match. I can't think of the last time. I think it was his first 2004. run. 2004. Okay. So his first run of WWE was when he was in a tag team match. And then at the end of the, like, right when the show, uh, the match starts, uh, Brock turns around, just basically beats the shit out of Cody, gives him an F, like, numerous F5s, just beats the living dog shit out of him. And now you've got Cody versus Brock as your next big program which is pretty much I think going to carry them into the summer I would guess
1: I'm, I'm not hating that
0: feud. No, I'm I right. think it's a good feud. I mean, if you're going That's to feud. If you're going to make Cody Rhodes earn the title, this is the biggest roadblock you could possibly put in front of him is to put Brock Lesnar as the first person he has to conquer to get back to the title. I just hope
1: Yeah, I wanna see this. I just hope after this, I hope he goes to Gunther or Rock versus Gunther. I fucking need that. I feel like he's gonna be like somebody's next roadblock. I just I just feel it. Yeah. But I actually I thought something was going on like before the match started i don't know if you caught this or not so you like you like to talk about roman's month and two sunday fucking entrance <laughs> so, yeah he when this when the show came on, like when he was doing his entrance he cut to commercial i'm like he never do that in his entrance when he was standing there and i'm like huh why the hell they're doing that. That was just me reading between the lines right there. And then it came back and then BAM! I flipped on him. I was like, that's why. Because we knew Roman wasn't going to fucking wrestle. Because they would have definitely showed his entrance and shit. But they went to commercial. They put it in -in picture-in-picture mode while he was still coming out. So I was like, okay, something's going on. He beat the dog shit out of him. And I was like, I was not expecting that. Him to just flip. Just like that. And Evidently, it came from Vince. This is crazy to me.
0: Which uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the video that uh, the WWE socials put uh, out after uh, after Monday Night Raw went off the air with Cody walking back to the dressing room, but he did that very overdramatic. Like he looked at the crowd, and they were cheering him, and then he did like some f- like half-assed faint job, where it's almost like if you see. Uh, like the damsel in distress in a movie. Like they put their head, their hand over their head. They just do the whole, they faint. It was almost kind of like that. I have to show it to you. It was hilarious. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Cody? Just walk back to the ring. I mean, you're holding your ribs. You're like limping along. We get it. You don't have to do this. He did like a spin move when he did it too, which made it even fucking better, but I'll, I'll send it to you when we get done. Stardust. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I th- I thought the the Cody match people didn't like the outcome. I thought that was a fantastic WrestleMania main event though. Uh mm-hmm. much better than we got last year. I'd say as like the top of the card, WrestleMania main event probably the best one we've had in a few years. What
1: the hell was last year's main event? I forgot.
0: Uh, last year's main event was Brock versus uh Brock versus uh Roman and then the year before, it was a triple threat match between Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman. So, they Okay. Because so what I'm thinking of... and Okay, that's right. Because that
1: Brock-Roman match at WrestleMania, I did not really care for. That Brock-Roman SummerSlam match, that was great. That was a fun <laughs>
0: match. I love that match so much. <laughs> that was a good match. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, getting into WrestleMania... Since we uh, like to do our uh, our top five matches of the card, let's get into it, man. What were your favorite matches of the weekend?
1: No you don't have to give them an order, order.
0: Just what were your favorite yeah. matches of the weekend? I love the Meats,
1: Hunter, Sheamus, McIntyre. Mm. I love the Meats. Amazing.
0: That was a fucking uh, <laughs> banger of a match. That was, oh my god!
1: Like the uh, Oscar and Bianca Belair, which I would have some words on that one too. Coming up,
0: oh, just um, go into it now, man. We're just going to dig into it now.
1: Okay, so I was a bit torn. I was a bit torn in that match. I like Bianca, I love Oscar. Like I like him. Like I, I love Oscar. That's my. I just love Oscar. I feel like she should have won the belt. During that she is 0-5 at WrestleMania. Like what I'm um, and I'm counting on five. She's really on four, but it's really 0-5 because if she did an NXT match there way long ago. So I'm like, okay, why do they keep doing her like this? Mm. They built her up at Royal Rumble for her to come back as the as Kana. Like she's going whole heel and whatnot just for you to take her to WrestleMania and then dick her and then Nara win. I get it. Bianca is so over right now, but she's young enough that she's going to have more title reigns. Like, I feel like Asuka should have took this and then going into that and understand the whole fucking... I'll get to that in a second. I I, I just feel like Asuka should have won that. I'm just... I'm just tired of seeing her misused and coming up short. I'm just like, no. She's one of the best talents you have in that locker room on the female side. Like, she can go, but I guess whoever's running creative doesn't see it that way.
0: Um, I was with what you. you think about it? I, I was with you. I thought I've i been a big fan of Bel Air's title reign, um, but mm-hmm. I think it might have been time simply because I don't think there's anybody – Credible for Bianca to go up against right now. Like, fuck, who who's she going to, like, stretch out a program with? Because, obviously, they set up Bianca versus Rhea Monday Night Raw. That's happening at some point. But, like, how the... I don't want that. You I see. I do. was the match that champions. they need to do.
1: Huh? They're both champions, though. That's why I don't want that. What the hell yeah. are they going to do? Like, if you're going to do that, they're Okay. Better take a page out of what the hell they did, and you better unify them damn belts because this match right here, champion versus champion, that's pointless unless there's a fucking payoff. That's
0: yeah, I match. don't want them. To, I don't want the belts merged either. That's already kind of an issue with WWE right now with Roman. Yeah. Keep the belts separate, but it's that's the, why
1: I would hold off on that match. I yeah. would hold off on it.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what what is Bianca going to do between now. And I'm guessing inevitably this is gonna be a WrestleMania match. Maybe it's SummerSlam. More likely WrestleMania, but like who's she going to battle with between now and then that Rhea match? Rhea's got a whole slew of fresh contenders. I would imagine that I I my feeling is it could be she's gonna eventually have to deal no, with Becky she- Lynch. That's gonna be a match mm-hmm. at some point. That's a big money match. Uh I mean, she's going to have – I mean, she, hell, she could even go up against Asuka. That's an interesting matchup right there.
1: But Yeah, but you know who's going to win that. Yeah, you already know who's going yeah, to win that. I don't want that. Like, I need Asuka to win that. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
0: But, yes, yeah, who's Bianca got left? I I
1: don't – don't uh, want to see Alexa Bliss because I cannot stand her. Liv Morgan's just a daredevil. Raquel Rodriguez is not built up far enough. We know she's on SmackDown. Becky Lynch, eh,
0: we've seen it already. I the only, um, the only person that I could see if they built her up correctly would be Raquel Rodriguez. Now, I know. On SmackDown? Yeah. Well, let me back up a little bit. Or just in general I, for a match. Well, just like as a program. And I also, if she decides that she's going to stick around, even though I'm not the biggest fan of hers, uh, professional wrestler, I think that Bianca Belair versus Ronda Rousey is a big match. I even called that being a matchup at WrestleMania in an episode we did earlier you this year. So you did. I can maybe see that, but then like honestly, the Ronda's at that point now where people don't really give a shit about her.
1: <laughs> people don't like Ronda. I don't like Ronda. Yeah. Ronda's a piece of
0: shit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I thought it was a, a solid match. Um, but yeah, I I think I'd have been okay with Oscar walking out. Uh, what what else you got on your list?
1: Um, who did I say? You have I you had the, the IC
0: Triple Threat match, which that's on my list too. We'll dig into that when I get to mine. You said you had Oscar and uh Bianca.
1: Obviously, you got the-, the um championship match, tag team championship match. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, Roman and Cody, that's, I don't know, I'd kind of leave that one out just because we we already know that was a good-ass match.
0: Yeah, we've already went into that um, one. C- Cody and Roman's on my list, too. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed
1: the... Oh, oh, how the fuck am I forgetting about that? That Hell in a Cell match, Edge and Finn Balor. Psh, I enjoyed it. I just hated when it kind of got PG when they wouldn't show Finn Balor Finn Balor's head busted open. I was like, "Uh huh." And they say wrestling is fake. Nah,
0: <laughs> I I like that match. I personally it wouldn't didn't crack my top five. It seemed like, and I, I read that uh, apparently that match got cut short because of Finn's hmm. injury. And I think that kind of that kind of hurt a little bit because you could tell they were building towards something bigger and it just didn't happen. Well, you know what?
1: I don't think I'm going to put it on my top list because since you said that, I think I just remember something because remember I texted you that night. I said, I'm ready for the Kool-Aid man, gang grill Gang grill was supposed to come out with edge. He was supposed to be supposed to do something in the match I'm guessing, I'm like, okay, so if he was going to come out, I bet he would have, uh, Finn probably would have brought out Damian Priest or somebody, and they just probably would have just went at it, like, so, yeah. like, okay, so I don't think I'd leave that on. Yeah, any, I but-
0: will say, like, I'm a huge fan of the band Slayer, which they played uh, Edge, like, that was the first part of Edge's entrance, but I I was mm-hmm. really expecting, like, when they said Brood Edge was coming out, and I, maybe it's because it was still sunlight outside, and it wouldn't have worked as well, still thought it would have been cool though, like, Gangrel to come out. Uh, I always get a kick out of Gangrel because it seems like he's just, I've noticed that there's two wrestlers. It seemed like they are just vibing to their ring music and it's Daniel, Brian Danielson and Gangrel. It just seems like they're just fucking like, yeah, they're in it. They're in that pocket, just grooving to their theme music. <laughs> and I was really hoping to see Gangrel too. And yeah, I was a little disappointed when he didn't show up. But yeah, I just think that that oh, match. You didn't, you didn't hear
1: about that rumor then? <laughs> whoa, whoa. What rumors that about? Game girls supposed to be there.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. I was expecting it to happen, and then it just didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was a little deflated when it didn't. And then, um, yeah, it just felt like that match was building towards something. And then, if I think once Finn got hurt, it's almost like they had to cut it short. And it seemed like they they left a lot of meat on the bone. And now you're at that point where I don't want to see Edge against any member of the Judgment Day. Like. I don't know how this is still a feud because it's like edges just beat the shit out of that whole faction so many times. Like, okay, I don't want to see this anymore.
1: Nip it in the butt.
0: Yeah. Just be done with it. Done.
1: So I will switch it then. Got a real kick out of Dom versus uh, the Mysterio match. Mm -hmm. Real kick out of that. That was, that was good. And my last one, like I said, I fucking hate the guy. He puts in work. Rollins and Logan Paul. That was, yeah. Good match. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Good match. Um, Wow, I'm actually, uh, your list is a little different than mine. Um, I had the IC title match. Yeah, that was just like, I was talking to uh, former co-host of the show, Lucas. We love you, man. We'll have to have you back on here sometime. He was supposed to be on here tonight, but family stuff kind of got in the way. But uh, him and I were uh, talking uh, about, or I was talking to him about this, that uh, Sheamus has worked well with both Drew and Gunther, and I don't see how that match would have been anything but great, just because of the chemistry all those guys have together. And they didn't disappoint. That's probably Intercontinental title match. I would say it's Steamboat Savage- Razor and Sean and this one for best intercontinental matches of all time. Like for WrestleMania, that was a fucking incredible match. And that to me was the best. That was the best match of night two.
1: Yeah, that was WrestleMania. <laughs> that's what yeah. I want to see is something like that.
0: Um, I I had uh, Roman and Cody simply because like the storytelling that was involved and like, yeah, I mean, it was a really, really good main event and that's, I think that's the telling sign of a good WrestleMania is if the main event's good. And this one didn't let anybody down. Um, I did like the Mysterios, especially Dom's entrance. I thought that was fucking hilarious. That was good, though. Yeah, I I, I love that match. I thought that match was really good. It's not my top five, though. Um, I had Rhea versus Charlotte in my match. Those two gals wrestled like...
1: Putting it up there
0: those two gals fought like they wanted the main of like, they wanted the main event of night one and they were going out to prove triple H that they should have went on last. Mm-hmm. That was a hard hitting match. And like, I just thought that that was incredibly well done. Lots of great tension in that. I thought there was a couple moments where I thought Charlotte was actually going to come out on top, even though it was pretty much a gimme that Rhea was going to win that one. I thought that one was fantastic. So um, put it in there. Yeah. Um, what else uh yeah we had the i c title match had Rhea and Charlotte um had uh oh Green yeah the prophets match uh, that that one was a fun match I would put it as one of my favorites though um yeah had Cody and Roman um my favorite matches or yeah the mysterios would probably be in that that list too i I thought that was just a great match Logan and uh Seth was really good. Uh, and man, I tell you what, I'm with you. I do not like Logan Paul, but man, to be that fucking talented in what his fourth match in WWE? He's only that was his mm-hmm. I, yeah. F- he did WrestleMania last year, SummerSlam, Crown. Yeah, his fourth match, fourth and, match, and he looks like he's someone's doing it for 20 years. Ah. Blows my fucking mind. Seth's telling
1: them re- Seth is telling him to re-sign. <laughs> yeah.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Um my favorite match though was the uh, uh the whole weekend had to be the Usos against Sammy and KO just because of all the fucking backstory behind it. Um I think this is if you really look at the card as a whole, Cody didn't get the title over Roman, but people that were invested in this whole bloodline story, that was your happy ending was KO and Sammy took the titles and they beat the usos. I think that was your happy ending yeah. in it for this chapter. Anyways. Yeah. And I dude, like that was just, that was just a beautiful ending though. When, uh, Sammy just kept nailing the, Haluva kicks on Jay. And then he had to pick him up kind of like when, uh, Jay double crossed him on that Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of pulled him up the same way. And I mean, just you could see how much people were invested in that storyline by like they showed people fucking crying after it was over. I got, I had goosebumps after I was like, man, that was fucking unbelievable. And I think that to me was, I think the MVPs of, WWE for all of 2022 were Sammy and KO. Yeah. And I think that was their reward for being like the guys that carried. Basically carried the pro like the whole company last year were those two guys. I mean, like every, anything you asked to them, they did it and they did it fucking unbelievably. So. Yeah, that was my fair match of the night though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like, I didn't think there was like a really a really bad match in the card. I mean, just touching real quick, uh wasn't huge on Omos and Brock, although it kinda did what it was supposed to do, is kinda to give you that visual of like the giant more than anything. And I thought Omas held his own. It wasn't a bad match. He didn't embarrass himself. Cena, um, I was a little underwhelmed by that one. That that would yeah. probably be the like the one match uh from night one that was just a little underwhelming simply because I think Cena's at that point in his career now where he's not trying to do too much because he's obviously has to look out for himself because you can't go being in like a 50, 60, $70 million movie when you've like torn a pectoral muscle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he seems like he's very limited in what he does now, which I mean, it's cool, but I don't know. I was expecting more. And I tell you what, man, I used to hate John Cena, but ever, ever since he came back at Money in the Bank, anytime that dude shows up on fucking TV, I pop for him big time. Like, I was here on Saturday night, this fucking, <laughs> yeah, Cena's back.
1: <laughs> um,
0: uh, I, uh,
1: have you seen him live before? I know you have.
0: Yeah, I've seen him a couple times. As a matter of yeah, fact. I uh, saw
1: him live at Fast Lane. That's when I saw him live.
0: My uh, My son... Uh, I took him to a house show here. Uh, there's an arena called the Nutter Center, probably about 20 minutes from our house. There was a house show. Main event of the house show was Kane versus John Cena. And this was, like, really th- in the thick of, like, people fucking, If you, unless you were a kid, you hated John Cena. And there was these three guys, probably about six or seven rows ahead of us, they were just giving Cena shit, just, like, just telling me he sucked. And, like, right in the middle of this match, like, this guy yelled something at Cena Kind of got quiet, and my son just goes, "You shut up right now!" <laughs> and the funny thing of it was, though, is these guys essentially they see like how much like my son was into Cena, and they kind of change their tune. And they just start cheering him. I thought it was fan. It was just fucking hilarious. Was this Nexus era or the Core era? I don't. It's neither one. This is probably. 2017, 2017, somewhere in that that, that realm. Corporate Kane. <laughs> oh no, we were well past Corporate Kane. This is when Kane had the fucking okay. uh, he lost the bottom piece of his mask, which I always hated I hate that. that. Kane man, oh, that mask is so ugly. Yeah, it is. I always <laughs> like OG Kane's the best one. Yeah. And he had to hmm. talk with that fucking uh, what they call that voice thing you put over your
1: voice box?
0: Yeah, like when he what had to do that. It? And he had Paul Bear with him. That's the best Kane. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I was just as guilty of it. I was not a Cena fan, but then yeah, like man, ever since Money in the Bank a couple of years ago, it was the first that first show that WWE had when like they had fans back in the crowd, and like he came out, I was like, fuck.
1: Yes, <laughs> John Cena. Um, oh, well because the first time I saw John Cena, like I said, I was at Fastlane.
0: I remember that. I was and trying to i I was trying to cop some tickets to that too. Last minute when you said you were going, oh, I, and I couldn't oh, find I tickets there. for it.
1: I was in that press box, and yeah. that brings me to the next thing. Guess who else I saw that night? Shane O Mac. He did come out during that pay per view. Oh,
0: <laughs> dude, I was—I don't think it's funny that he got hurt. I never wish ill will upon anybody, but man, like that dude was so fucking hype. And I think it's just one of those things where every member of the McMahon fam, male fam, like the core McMahon's, it's like Vince, uh, Triple H, and now Shane. I've torn her fucking quads on live television. <laughs> and I don't know. He when does Shane... That
1: little, it was that shuffle. I'm like, bro, he needs to... Like Chris Jericho said, when he came back, Shane gets in the fucking ring and he starts doing all his shit. And that's when he accidentally fucking botched his punch and actually hit Jericho instead. And Jericho... And that stiff ass drop kick, missile drop kick off of the turnbuckle. He said, You need to slow the fuck down. Same issue probably what happened while he tore his damn quad mm. after the fucking night.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I it looked good at first. I like, Oh, he jumped over him. Then he fell over, and I'm like, What the fuck? Is that real? And then we got that sloppy ass people's uh, elbow from Snoop Dogg.
0: you know what though? I will give Snoop Dogg all the fucking credit in the world. That situation could have been an absolute shit show, and honestly, he saved it. Yeah, it's a, it. it's just one of those things where like at, you see the like they showed a video of like the cameraman like trying to get him like lay him out, and, uh, like, it wasn't perfect, it wasn't pretty by a long shot, but like people are going to remember Snoop's punch of the Miz and that ugly ass people's elbow almost as much as. Shane McMahon acting like that twelve-year-old kid that just had a shit ton of sugar, and he's trying to show off in front of his uh, his aunt and uncle, and he ends up getting hurt.
1: Dave Meltzer said that Snoop Dogg literally did the worst people's elbow he's seen in his life. It was like,
0: you, you know really what? I'm not a I'm Dave not a big Dave Meltzer, Meltzer guy, right. anyways. Fuck that dude. But <laughs>
1: oh, you don't like Dave Meltzer?
0: No, it just I don't know. It just seems like he kind of uh, seems to be any more like a shit stir. Um, like,
1: Cornette,
0: <laughs> oh, Cornette's just a bitter old man. That's all that dude is. Um, usually for uh wrestling news, uh, I really like uh Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful. Okay, he seems okay. to be really good. I like him, I uh, he's a definite follow for sure. Uh, Brian Alvarez is cool. Uh, don't mind some of his stuff, but yeah, Dave Meltzer, though, especially after that shit where it seemed like he was kind of in the middle of that young Bucks. Uh, yeah. I, CM Punk, brewhawk yeah, Plus, I, it seems like he shits on everything WWE. Just I don't. Know, it seems like anything comes out of New Japan is like six and a half, seven stars. Uh, AEW is like five stars. Been in like almost WWE could put on like a carbon copy of this six star match, and it would be like, oh, that's like a three star match. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan of his. Uh, yeah. There's there's other wrestling uh, journalists out there that I find to be much more credible, and I would, like, uh, Fightful has, like, a a Patreon for five bucks a month, and they, they give you all kinds of scoops and stuff. I uh, haven't done it yet, but I'm considering it now. But, yeah, much better. Uh, Buddy Mark does it. <laughs> Mark does it. Oh, he does uh, Fightful? Sure does. Oh, good for him. Yeah, they're really good. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah outside of that though man uh, I thought Wrestlemania itself was a fantastic fantastic night um, no real bad matches even the worst matches were still fairly good uh, I thought the worst match was probably that women's four way tag and oh, still that was
1: uh, uh, alien damage controlling like damage control match and shit
0: I, you know I didn't like that when oh. I first seen it but I, I watched it again, and it's a better than I thought. Still not my favorite match of the card, but still better than I gave it credit for originally. No, the uh, so the four way. talking
1: about the live one, yeah. Live and Ronan. Raquel, yeah.
0: yeah. I I thought that was probably the worst match of the whole weekend. But yeah, man, I was a huge fan yeah. of WrestleMania this weekend. I thought WWE hit a home run. Um, I agree. Well, and so. then. Uh, for those of you that uh got up Monday morning, uh there was the big news that uh WWE decided to merge with uh Endeavour, who uh those of you that are fans of uh UFC, that's the UFC's parent company. So now they're a one gigantic company. Apparently, from what I read, they're going to basically run as separate entities under like one big corporate umbrella with uh Vince McMahon being the chairman of the board. And then uh, Nick Kahn, who had served as the WWE CEO, still going to be the president of WWE, while Dana White still going to be in charge of UFC. I don't know, man. What do you think about this one? I know uh, a couple people had some uh, questions regarding what we think is going to happen with them. So, uh, what's your thoughts on the sale? I mean, good, bad... We won't get into that mustache thing. We, I think we've already kind of touched on that. <laughs> so
1: I'm kind of indifferent. I'm kind of indifferent on the sale. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll say this. I'm glad the Saudis didn't fucking get it. I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't want that. I feel like everything would have tried to been a crown jewel show. And I'm just like, no, I don't want that. I feel like Endeavor probably a good fit for them. Like I said, I really wanted them to go to Peacock. You're already established with the WWE network on Peacock.
0: Oh, Are you You're talking about Comcast?
1: Up there. Excuse me, yeah, Comcast. Excuse me. Yeah, I was... I, I wanted that to happen. The Endeavor, I'm just... Like we discussed earlier, I'm a little afraid of how are y'all going to do these pay-per-views? Because I have loved on uh, fucking Peacock, the cock. Tuning in, boom, pay-per-view.
0: Just you calling it, it that. Me, now man. you're officially a member of this, like this show's staff. Now that's the only I'm thing. Just, like I'm just, you've passed the final I'm, test. I'm you're scared. officially a couch potato now.
1: I should have been one from day one.
0: <laughs> you, you have it. You've been on the cusp, man. You're like fucking like Luke Skywalker. It just you needed to say call Peacock the cock, and you did. Now you're like you're the ultimate fucking Jedi now. It's just,
1: <laughs> but it's just like I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't want to pay for this shit, man. If they go that pay per view route again, like I am so fine. Like I said, tuning in, I can watch a pay per view, and now I'm like, okay, you want me to fork over fifty bucks here, fifty bucks this month, fifty bucks this month? What's what is gonna happen? That's I, I don't know. Like so, I'm indifferent on it.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think for the most part, I think it's going to run. I was hoping that it was just going to run the way it has been since, uh, what was that? When did Vince get into all that shit? When not it June? June. And uh, I, I don't remember. It's been a while since we talked about it. But I think, yeah, I made the comment that I think that whoever potentially ends up uh buying WWE is going to be somebody that Vince knows will put him back in power which I don't know we'll touch on that uh in a moment with the uh um the Monday night raw thing but uh we did have like somebody submit us a question which I thought was kind of cool um they wanted to know what we thought was going to happen or what we suspect will happen uh to the premium live events once the endeavor WWE deal takes a hold um i did a little research on this um the peacock WWE deal is through 2026 so uh-huh. i i there won't be any like wholesale changes i don't think in the near future just because there's that deal in place um but i read a stat where they would have to charge I don't. I didn't get the numbers. I I found four or five different numbers on this uh, deal, but I think it was something like a billion dollars for the rights to the WWE programming. Um, mm-hmm. But to get equal value, a billion dollars that essentially uh, this UFC whatever they're going to call it. They haven't officially come up with a name for it yet. But this UFC endeavor WWE uh, company. They would have to charge $70 on average per event, and they'd have to do something like 7 million buys per event to equal what Peacock gave or Comcast gave WWE for these streaming rights. That's a lot of fucking money. Man. So, who's spending that nowadays? Yeah, and my thing is, is the WWE TV rights deals are coming up, and that's uh, Raw, SmackDown, and then this—you know—this streaming deal in the future. First off, that library is going to be pretty attractive to begin with. But I would imagine that if someone's going to buy the streaming rights deals for WWE, that those premium live events would have to come with that. Because I think that makes it much more mm-hmm. attractive to get eyes on your streaming service like oh well and I'll be honest with you I mean I watch some of the the old stuff but that's the main reason why I keep the WWE Network or Peacock is like well fuck if I want to watch uh, WrestleMania 39 I'm shelling out five five bucks a month for it versus paying $50 yeah. a month for it, which that there's no way it'll be 50 bucks uh if they do a pay-per-view route but I think that for the for somebody to bid on those rights, those premium live events would have to be part of it. Because you're going to lose a shit ton of money by not including them. Because, I mean, would you... Well, let me ask you this. If you have, like, say you're Apple or Comcast or whatever, I mean, wouldn't that look more attractive to you? Like, okay, I can have the entire WWE catalog. It comes with all... Everything WWE's done get all the old WCW stuff, ECW, all this massive library of content. But then I can get eyeballs and I get people paying each month for premium live events. I mean, wouldn't that be a much more attractive package than just having? You can get both, yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, basically, like. The WWE and I would rather have that
1: library. I'd rather have the library.
0: Is it worth $300 million or would it be better to have a billion dollars? I mean, like I am no mathematician financial whiz at all, but I would rather have a billion dollars than $300 million.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: So, I mean, I, I don't, I think it makes, makes sense for them to do it that way. and, I know they people are saying like, well, you know, UFC charges seventy, you know, bucks a month for their pay per views, but like UFC and WWE, like, that's two different business models altogether. They don't run UFC's not running house shows. They don't do f T TV two or three times a week. They don't have all these extra revenue streams coming in, whereas WWE has all that. all that and more. Yeah. I'm not really worried about so, it. I mean, but, they could do it, but I think them doing that and also you've trained your audience for years to expect you know like hey I'm paying when WWE Network was a thing it was $9.99 a month now you've got Peacock depending on what you know you're either paying 10 bucks for the ad free stuff or five dollars for the you know the ad supported content you've trained your audience for so long to expect that now you're all of a sudden like oh yeah by the way we're not going to give you that stuff for free anymore. You are going to have to pay sixty dollars for it. Now, I would probably pay that for like WrestleMania, maybe SummerSlam, maybe the Royal Rumble. But I'm not paying fifty dollars for fucking Money in the Bank. I'm not paying yeah. fifty bucks for Crown Jewel or anything like that. I'm not paying for those. Game, shit. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I just think that's. They do war games again. I'd consider it, but yeah, like. WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble would be the only two that I would certainly fork over the money for. Outside of that, I guess it would depend on the card. See, the Royal Rumble is like my favorite event because, like, I the Royal Rumble is my favorite gimmick match that the WWE puts on. So,
1: it's, my thing was okay. So, the TV deal that we were talking about then. Oh, that's supposed to be coming up to an end. What are they going to do with that? Could Are they going to still. Were they going to show WWE then? Where, where are you are talking about like with, with
0: Raw and SmackDown? I would imagine it'd be like yeah. how it has been. Like all these networks are going to put in like a bid for the programming. A bid for it. Yeah, because I mean, granted, like TV, the way people watch TV has changed so much over the years now. But I mean, WWE offers something that is that only live sports can offer like it's basically it's DVR proof like if you want to find out what happens like you have to watch it live or else it's kind of lost its luster by then so
1: okay so it could peacock or could they still do the same thing or that WWE catalog could they still just pay Endeavor like hey can we still have the rights to this stuff and we'll Oh yeah you could easily
0: our- i'm sure they would easily yeah, they would be in the running for that. Now, I don't know whether um, – I mean, it's still a long ways off, but, man, the way these streamers are struggling money-wise now, it's hard to say who really is going to throw that kind of cash at them. I don't
1: well, think yeah, – because everybody's, everybody's trying to bust heads for, each, for that shit. That's why. It's expensive.
0: Yeah, I don't see someone like ESPN getting into it because, I mean, ESPN's about to do a fucking massive layoff – Maybe somebody like Apple could jump in. Maybe Amazon could, like, get those rights too. Like, companies that don't need or not relying on streaming so much, but they just kind of, like, they're searching for uh, more ways to uh, satisfy their subscriber base. Somebody like that. But, I mean, that's still a ways off.
1: Yeah. I'm curious yeah, to see that who. That
0: is, that is. I'm curious to see uh, how these TV rights deals are coming. Because I think... I think one is at the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. But
1: I wonder if they've got pulled. I wonder if WWE got pulled off of Hulu, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, I remember. Because I remember when they were still doing that.
0: Yeah, okay. Hmm. Let me uh, take a look here real quick. It's really uh, interesting with this. Of course, every article I pulled up so far does not give me an end date. Shout out to
1: the guy who had the laugh my ass off Cody sign an AEW show last night. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I sure as hell did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think they're coming up within the next year or so. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I I personally I think it would be foolish for them not to include to go to the back to the pay per view model since it's been so many years since they've went to that. So that's my two cents on it. I
1: didn't realize that. I didn't realize it's been that long since you could, they haven't done that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like there's that big thing where uh, companies like pay per view companies were getting super pissed off about it, and then like they just eventually started like. Uh, I I don't even remember the pay-per-view company. It was like the big ones. But, uh, yeah, they started just dropping WWE programming. Like, well, shit, we're not going to even waste our time with this if we're only getting, you know, we're losing so much money to carry this. It's like, what's the point? So, yeah, I just think it would be foolish for them to to go that route.
1: Uh, I agree. Definitely agree.
0: I don't know. I mean, do you think anything – do you see anything changing under this new umbrella, you think it's going to be more status quo outside of what we're going to touch on next? I'm guessing.
1: I don't think anything's going to change. I think I don't know. For Some reason I just got a vibe that, that WWE is about to go to shit. I <laughs> just really do.
0: All right. Well, that just, that's a great great segue into uh, the last topic of the evening <laughs> is the uh, the raw after WrestleMania, which is typically. The biggest Raw of the year, it's when the WWE hits the reset button. That's where you see all these big surprises. Huge storylines will come out of this. They kind of set up the rest of the year off of this show. Um, I don't know, man. Like, me personally, there's a lot of rumblings and a lot of stuff on the old dirt sheets from numerous people that Vince McMahon Uh, based on comments he had said on the CNBC interview earlier that he was going to be involved in creative somewhat, but not like every little detail of it, Um, that basically Monday night they gave uh, Triple H essentially, who had been doing a fantastic job of in creative. Not everything was home runs, but I think that a lot of people were very optimistic on WWE programming. Uh, Gave him a bunch of busy work. There was rumors of numerous changes during the show. And it seemed like the show was very disjointed. Um, I'd agree. I know. I, I, I don't think uh, there's, I've seen some people that have said it's like the worst Monday night raw episode of all time. I will not say that. Cause I mean, obviously you, those people did not, Get to enjoy uh, such ninety-five main events as Bam Bam Bigelow versus Doink the Clown, or Duke the Dumpster Drosy <laughs> against Razor Ramon as your main event, <laughs> <laughs> or Barry Horowitz against like the Smoking Guns or something like that. You know, like nothing on that part. But I think there's an expectation for the the Raw after WrestleMania. Like my one of my favorite Raw episodes of all time is the Raw right after. WrestleMania 17 is the uh the formation of the two man power trip that was uh Steve Austin and Triple H. The cage uh you thought Triple H was going to come and help The Rock out and it turns out Rock and all, or Rock gets uh done in by Triple H and Austin. And of course we got Brock Lesnar destroying John Cena the night after WrestleMania but I don't. Know. What do you think, man? The show was shit. Hot shit.
1: Big steaming pile of shit. Vince McMahon fucked that whole goddamn show up. Cut Bailey from coming out. She gets on Twitter, starts running her mouth. I say running her mouth because I'd be pissed off too. But saying shit, and then I was reading that they were saying like since Vince, they a lot of the the the. Locker room kind of felt blindsided by this. They said morale is piss low right now uh-huh. in WWE, and I said I could only if I could only imagine right now he's in there doing all this, 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 and this. and then they're talking about well, is he going to run SmackDown? If if SmackDown Friday is trash, it's just really bad. Uh-huh. That's how I'm looking at it. I was not happy with this show. Where were the fucking announcements? We got Matt Riddle back. I didn't want to see some dude with some purple panties come back and start kicking on The Miz, because I hate The Miz. We didn't get nothing about no Randy. Um, Braun Breaker didn't get called up, which I could probably see why, because Rick Steiner's stupid ass. Yeah. Um, it's just... I don't know. Like I, said, like, I, like I said, I was let down with this show. I was at work, and I was like, oh, damn, yeah, this is going to be a great show. And
0: (laughs) Yeah, I thought the opening segment was good. I thought the ending segment was solid, but everything in between then, I mean, it got to the point where I ended up changing it to, uh, I have the uh, MLB TV package. I ended up watching baseball until about, I don't know about like 10 till, like, okay, they're probably getting ready to start the main event now. So I flipped it back over and watched that. But uh, yeah, it was just from my watch.
1: How many minutes there was of
0: wrestling? Uh, wasn't it like 30 something minutes? 30
1: minutes in a three hour show. So that is pathetic.
0: Yeah, that's One really, really bad. Didn't even need to
1: happen. Bobby Lashley beat the shit out of Mustafa Ali. I was like, what the fuck for?
0: Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I. It, it seemed like it was just very, very disjointed, and it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. And yeah, there was a lot of questions, and I, you know, I, I don't know if the backlash was just from Triple H is still in charge; he just had an off night, which hey, man, I've we all have them, or whether you know Vince is actually in charge, and a lot of this was, you know, this uh, backlash was based off the comments that he had made earlier in that interview when they announced the deal, whether it was just like, okay, like, this episode of Raw sucked. Fence has to be back in charge. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sucked. I don't with the dirt sheets, a lot of that stuff is like, you got to take it with a ton of a ton of salt, so. I think, uh, like I said, we were recording this on a Thursday. I think tomorrow night is the telling sign. If SmackDown is awful, which they've set yeah. that show up to be pretty good. Because I think we're getting... Uh, SmackDown
1: has is, is impressed me. The lead up to WrestleMania, SmackDown has impressed me.
0: Uh, um, On SmackDown for this Friday coming up is uh, Sammy versus Jay, I believe. Hmm. Um, uh, We got Dominic and Damian Priest against uh um I think it's Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio I think is a match that on there those people. Yeah Okay um and then Dude, I think they <laughs> Hey man I'm all for that 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 faction could actually be really good if it's done right Yeah plus anything that brings back memories of Eddie Guerrero totally cool with that um Yeah but yeah, I mean SmackDown looks like on paper it's going to be really good. So I think we'll that's see. the telling sign.
1: Then again, what if this is just a good show? What if this is a good show and then raw is shit again? So
0: I, <laughs> you know what? Months. Honestly, that has been the trend for quite a long time that SmackDown, I think, has taken over as the A show for WWE programming. SmackDown is mm-hmm. usually really good. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that. I don't want to sit through a pay-per-view length television show every week. SmackDown's the perfect length. It's two hours. I don't need mm-hmm. fucking three hours worth of shit. And a lot of Raw is just filler. So yeah. I, I think that's a some lot of
1: three hour shows are bangers though. Some of them are good, but All just that's, few and far between. Yeah, some of them are. Easy.
0: But I it just it seems like Raw is very hit and miss where SmackDown seems to be like has a really nice rhythm going to it. Mm. But I don't know. I guess we will find out tomorrow whether uh, there really is a change in creative or whether just Triple H had a bad night.
1: I'm Um, hoping Triple H had a bad night.
0: Yeah, I am too. Um, But if he did,
1: that's a real big, bad, bad night because they just – I, I get a headache thinking about that fucking show from past money. I kid you not. Like, I just like, dude, like, does this really, a WWE is about to be because events? Like, I'm sorry. It's. <laughs> Tony Khan's eating right now. He knows what's up. Um, <laughs> he better, he better hit the motherfucker to the moon. That was the, uh, right now.
0: That was the last point I was going to bring up real quick. Uh, Before uh, WWE kind of had a, uh, at least with wrestling fans, had a very, they went from having one of the best nights they've had in a long time to one of the worst in terms of like fan response. Uh, Tony Khan on AEW last night, uh, that AEW Dynamite, it was a solid episode, but man, with all the news that they had, uh, Tony Khan's got to feel pretty good about his promotion coming out of uh, last night. Oh, yeah. They announced a uh, Wembley stadium show in London, which is going to be, I'm guessing, probably a couple weeks before uh, All Out. This one's called All In. Um, so, yeah, huge news, uh, running a stadium show, which I didn't think I would ever hear AEW do anytime soon. Um, and then they they signed uh, the biggest free agent out there, uh, Switchblade Jay White, showed up at the beginning of Dynamite. And then... Uh, FTR won the AEW tag team titles, which means they're sticking around with AEW, which that's a huge win for them. So, big stuff. I think,
1: you got to think about it. They probably looking like, oh, look at all that bullshit going on over there. Well, no, a, uh, we gonna stay
0: here. FTR <laughs> made up their minds a few weeks ago. They just, I think they played it out for uh, drama purposes because I think their contract actually ended like this week. If, they would have left. So I think they just did that more for dramatic purposes sure, for no. television. Yeah. I, Jay, now, White, Jay
1: I, White. I I definitely know probably went to AW because of that bullshit, because I heard and was reading that WWE was highly interested in him. But it just didn't go through and I don't blame him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, Big loss for WWE, uh, definitely a big gain for AEW because I am a huge, huge fan of Jay White. He was my favorite wrestler in uh, New Japan, so I'm excited to see him on TV more frequently.
1: It's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Well, awesome having you on the show, man. Uh, A little late uh, getting this out, but still fun to talk to you, man. Hopefully there's some big wrestling stuff to have you uh, on soon. Well hell, we'll just find something else to have you come on and talk about. Oh, You have other interests yeah. besides uh professional wrestling, so we'll have to have you uh, back on soon. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hey. That was uh the Couch Potato Podcast for this week. Like subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how awesome we are or how shitty we are. I just want to hear from you. If we're bad, let us know. Let us know what we can do to make the show better. Uh, if you do like what we're doing, be sure to head over to Apple or Spotify. Give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it, and we'll will actually mail you a crisp U.S. $1 bill for doing so. so. Until next week, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.